genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King one morbid thought at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 51, which starts with Pippin saying, well, Minas Tirith, very impressive. So where are we off to next? And it ends with Sam saying, yes, you will. Of course you will. That's just morbid thinking. This is a this is a minute with two callbacks. Is it? It is. So Pippin's first line in this minute is a callback to the end of the Council of Elrond. Oh, yeah. Where so, are we going? <laughs> where are we going? Uh, and this little scene with uh, Frodo and Sam is intended to be a callback to the uh, the cornfield scene with Sam, where Sam stops moving and he's worried about taking one more step. Mm. I don't think that that one's a little more um, more of a stretch, I think. They, they wrote it that way. They well, talk about it in commentary. I mean, like, as far as my brain goes, mm. because... Frodo isn't worried about not... He's worried that if he goes any further, he won't be going back to the Shire. That's what we're kind of supposed to get out of the scene. I don't feel that, though. Hmm. Because Frodo isn't that person, you know? Like, I don't think of Frodo as self-serving in that way, if that makes sense. I mean, it's the it's the growing fear, the ring hanging around his neck. Yeah. As he gets closer to, to Mordor, he feels it get heavier yeah he feels the burden grow that's true so i mean it's gonna create a, a fight or flight response like this growing uh anxiety literally hanging around his neck yeah but he says it so calmly right be, i'm in the commentary they they kind of touch on that too um i think it's it's elijah wood it's says like... that it's uh he feels like these sorts of scenes with frodo are supposed to kind of underscore that Frodo is uh, very wise for his age and wiser than most hobbits. He, he does. It's like the, it doesn't feel like an anxiety thing to me. It feels like a moment of clarity almost. Mm. Like, I'm not coming back from this. Yeah. But this was, uh, this is written kind of as a call. This was done in pickups. This, this little scene with Frodo yeah. and Sam here. It was done four years after... They had, like, finished wrapping principal photography, and they inserted it in here. It was directed by Fran, mm. uh, as she's the one that tends to direct I can always quiet kind of, character stuff. I, was, I can always kind of tell when it's it's done in pickups because um, Sean Astin's face isn't as um, round. Yeah, he's a little less chubby. Yeah. Which, you know, makes sense. They've been walking for, like, yeah. ever. But Frodo, Elijah Wood tends to look a, a bit older, older because too. he was... You know, he's at that time where you age kind of quickly. Yeah. Yeah, this was this is intended to be a callback to Frodo encouraging Sam to keep going. So they do the same sort of uh, blocking here mm. where Frodo, where one of them stops and the other turns around and notices after they kind of say what they say. Yeah. Comes back to give him words of encouragement. I think that's kind of cool. I appreciate stuff like that in filmmaking. Yeah, no, I, I, I like parallels and I like things like that. I just think these, it's... A harder stretch for me mm. to make than the so where are we going you know right because that's clear that's that's super clear uh, and just man is gandalf depressing right at the beginning of this minute. i know help will have to come to us <laughs> just 
just staring off into the middle distance. I like the like single tear in his eye. I don't know what's up with that, but like just, he's just oh uh, no, is this is this how I'm actually gonna die? Not well, by a Balrog, but by a madman's folly. I think it's interesting that we end this minute. We start this minute with a morbid thought, and we end it with Sam chiding us for thinking it. Yeah, definitely. It is kind of a shame that this... There's this, no leaving this city. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a shame this, this Frodo and Sam moment gets gets chopped in half. Yeah, well, Because I, I like all these touching little Frodo and Sam bits. Yeah. They're good. They're good good things. But yeah, there's a, not, a, not a whole lot to kind of bite into with this scene. Oh my god, I love Gollum's delivery. <laughs> Yeah. We're not in decent places. Yeah, so this is uh this scene with Gollum in the production commentary they taught they mentioned that uh this this pickup scene at least was some stuff that was done uh mocap on set instead of doing it in a studio later. Which is something that when they did they felt like the final product came out better mm. in general. Because he's interacting with the actual Yeah, because everyone is there and there's like stuff to, to build off of and paint around. Yeah. Like, the, the fight scene at the beginning of Two Towers. Like, that's beautiful. That was mocap on set. Mm. Like, that, and that's just, the the way that they work everything in with, like, the cloak flail and everything else at the beginning of that is great. Yeah. So you can you can really tell when the mocap was done uh, live and he's just painted over. Because there's always more environmental stuff that makes, I mean, that going makes on around sense. him. And it makes, it makes Gollum feel like a more real piece of... Of the movie, mm-hmm. it re- it helps sell that this is a this is a character playing a part. It, it, this is like this is a guy on set playing a part instead of uh, this, this, this is Roger model. Rabbit. Like you know, what are you sla- are you slandering that movie? Are you slandering Who Framed Roger Rabbit right now? No, I'm just like saying it, it kind of like because that movie is great. I mean, it is great. That movie was revolutionary uh, for a, for a lot of the same reasons that like the Gollum thing is. Because yeah. it was just so much acting with things that weren't there. But yeah, I mean, just, it is kind of interesting the way this minute kind of split up, though, you're right, where it starts with a morbid thought and ends with, with Sam giving us crap for it. Well, not us, just, you know, in general. Yeah. But you, I mean, I kind I kind of think in terms sometimes of the, the movie talking to the audience and not necessarily characters talking to each other. Yeah. That just a way I think about the media. I like the little bit of Gollum we get in this. Yeah. I, Generally speaking, I'm not a fan of Gollum in in daylight, but this looks really good. Probably because there's so much brown. With, like, the shadows and stuff. Yeah, and the all the dead trees and stuff. Yeah. And we're not in decent places. God, he's such a snarky butt face. And, like, that wasn't Smeagol. That was Gollum. Yeah, that's why I said Gollum's delivery. Yeah. Like, I think, that, I think that's interesting, too, to... to we get more of Gollum responding, I think, in this movie than Smeagol, like in the last one. Mm-hmm. We get a lot more little Gollum moments than little Smeagol moments. Yeah. I think it's kind of interesting to try and keep track of that. Just Sam's worried about tea time. And Frodo's worried about dying. Hobbits, these, am I right? Right. These, these two people couldn't be more different in this moment. Well, because Sam is the eternal optimist. Right. He's he just... doesn't have to worry about dying because... Because. I mean, he's he's not carrying the the end of the world around his oh, neck. Oh, I know, but I'm saying like. But he will for but a, a brief reason moment. That Sam and Frodo work together, and it's because Sam makes a good foil. Yeah, it's a good it's a good trio of characters. Like really. Sam, Sam is worried about the things that are important. I mean, like he worries about Frodo, obviously. Yeah. But like, 
and he's also probably just trying to make conversation mm. like man you remember tea like <laughs> uh, i miss tea i love tea and that becomes relevant um at the climax of the movie not that not tea specifically but like sam focusing on the little bright joys of life instead of yeah, like, frodo, the crushing despair yeah yeah frodo and sam's conversation on the rock with all the lava oh, around them yeah 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 no not not the not the rock with all the lava around them i'm thinking about like the one where sam is just like talking about strawberries mm. that makes me oh, cry yeah. all the time oh the taste of strawberries the taste yeah yeah, yeah 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 i don't feel the the sun on my face anymore. like you know what i'm talking yeah. about that oh that scene destroys me well, like it, it feels like, I don't. It, it feels like a metaphor for how depression feels sometimes. Yeah. Like you're just in this deep dark hole. It, I, and it, it's. I like, I like their dynamic. I like that Sam, is, he's not. I mean. Well, Sam is concerned about the things that we're supposed to, re- like remember are the most important things to fight for, the little things in yeah, life that yeah, make it good. Yeah. Like he's just there as a constant reminder. Of the good things in this world that are worth fighting for. Right. That's why he's the one that gets that speech. Right. Because he's the one constantly being like, ah, roast chicken and tea time. And, exactly, yeah. And, and the the girl I love and strawberries off the vine. Strawberries and, and beer. Cream. Yeah. Like, everything is so good. Yeah. Who cares about all this war and death? But you're the one who's like, oh, Sam. Sam's talking about tea time and Frodo's talking about dying. Like, Well, yeah, it's just highlighting the... It's just the juxtaposition of, like, these two ideas. Yeah. Like, the, in this moment, these two people couldn't be more different. And it's, it's, but as soon as Sam recognizes what Frodo is worried about, he's immediately just, like, in mom friend mode. He's just like, no, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Because Sam is mom friend. Oh, well, yeah, obviously. And Frodo is, Frodo is dad friend, I guess. Um, no. Is that, a, is that an energy? What is dad friend? Dad friend? <laughs> um, bad puns. Hawaiian shirts, bourbon, and grilling. <laughs> like mom friend, I just like, oh yeah, I get what mom friend is. Yeah. And then you have uncle friend. He's a cryptid. Yes. <laughs> it's just like Danny DeVito energy 24-7. Questionable makes, taste in fashion. That makes sense. Would and you like you, an egg in this trying Yeah, time? and then you have grandpa friend who's just cranky about everything, but secretly right. loves it. Right, your local grunkle stand. <laughs> No, that's a hybrid because he's a great uncle. Uh, that's grump, grunkle. The hello. <laughs> that's fair, but yeah, this is a, this is not a particularly meaty minute. Minute, but I think there's no Denethor, <laughs> right? But I do think that just in this minute, we get really good, like one line pieces of characterization, like really clear characterization for all five characters in the minute. Mm. Like they all, all five characters do something that is really like archetypical of them. Well, I like the juxtaposition of these two conversations because Pippin is in Sam's shoes or vice versa and Frodo is in um, Gandalf's shoes or right. vice versa. Yeah. And then uh, Gollum is in Denethor's shoes. And Gollum is just a <laughs> snarky asshole. Yeah. And I love it. It's just, he just like. He's Captain Obvious here, right? Like that's that's well, what he's I mean, doing. He's um his intention is to wear Sam down. Right. Got to get rid of this so stupid Sam's fat like, hobbit. Sam's here with his like, man, I love tea. 
you know, it'd be nice to have tea again. You know, it's tea time, probably in decent places. And Gollum's just like, I'm going to twist the knife. We're not in decent places. Right. It's, it's, oh, man, I can't wait till he says sneaking. Oh. Later. <laughs> sneaking. That, that's probably like my single, one of my, one of my favorite single word deliveries of a line in like any movie. Mm. It's just so perfect. Only made better by the voice. I don't think if, if it wasn't done in the voice, I don't think it would have the well, same. Well, we'll effect. talk about it. We'll but we'll get it. there. But yeah, um, but yeah, we have we have Pippin kind of trying to nonchalantly brush something off. Yeah, which is like totally his deal. He's just like, oh yeah, yeah, yay! Wow, this was cool. Um, let's bounce. And Gandalf, ever the realist, <laughs> just like slow down there. Gandalf has like this sense of like gravitas. Yeah, he's got this. This sense of foreboding doom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, ooh. There's no leaving this city. Oh, God. Like <laughs> We get another great uh, Pippin Gandalf scene this week, too. Frodo is, like, all in his own head, like, concerned about the, like, the weight of the world and worried about you know, dying, which he's been pretty much doing since uh, the beginning of Two Towers. Yeah. Sam, ever the optimist, and... Gollum just being his Gollumiest. He's just just being a, a douchebag. <laughs> but it's the best. Just this this little snark. Yeah. That's why I like it. It's good. I just think I just think it's cool that just the the they kind of nail the characterization good enough that just even inside this little microcosm of a minute you, like it you understand What's something about something that. about who these characters are. Yeah, I mean that's what good dialogue does. Yeah, exactly. And like, it, it I just wanted to, to point out that I I feel like this minute is kind of surprisingly good at that, given how little is happening. Mm. Some of that might be influenced by how heavy some of the stuff with Pippin and Gandalf last week was. Yeah, but even taken out of context, I think that you you get a good sense for just like oh, jokey guy, serious guy, sad guy. Optimistic guy, snarky guy. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Done. Well, I think that wraps it up for today. Yeah. It's no uh it's no fifty minute episode or whatever no. long it was last week. It's a Monday. Let everybody <laughs> wake up a little bit. It's okay. So we're from the website duelinggenre.com. Check us out there. Um check out our Patreon, which you can access from duelinggenre.com slash support. Um there are different tears if you'd like to keep the lights on so to speak um it helps us a great amount keep the palantir lit as we the said beacons, a few weeks ago the beacons keep the beacons lit come there on man it was right there yeah it was right there but when we had naomi on we were joking about the palantir yeah i know but like the beacons the beacons are lit i was making a callback the beacons are lit dueling genre calls for aid <laughs> and uh <laughs> Where was Dueling Genre when the West Fold fell? <laughs> Covering it minute by minute. Sure were. <laughs> we were there. Uh, and if you already are a Patreon, patron, whatever whatever the term is, I've heard a both. A patron? I've heard both. Mm. Um, we thank you so much for your support and your listenership. Uh, if that's a word, it's a word now. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about Return of the King and other things, obviously. Always other things. Yes, constantly other things. 
and uh, we hope you have a good Monday. Bye. Bye.